So welcome everybody to CBU. And today we have our show Remembering Your True Essence with Dama Devi Chilson. And we are also in the beautiful energies of Mercury retrograde. So when that happens, introduction doesn't come and we have to be able to be flexible and fun and having um, alternative ways to sharing. So today, I'm so happy to have Dana Debbie Chilson with us. And remember, this is Seaview. And we air to the internet every Monday and Friday. And you can look us up at our website, www.seaview. 1111.net and in there you'll find our seasonal and monthly shows that we have in our network. But today we have again Debbie Chisholm and she is a co-owner of the um, Center. She's a co-founder of the Lighthouse Center and this is in Mooresville, North Carolina but Vevi is much more than all of that. You will find if you look her up on Facebook or, or social media that she also goes by the name of Dana. Dana Vevi Chilson. I truly don't really know what that Dana means, but she does. And she's going to come and let us know where she got that Dana, her story. How is it that she came to get this information that she gathered together into her book. This is the book, and this show is based on her book, Blossoming Your True Essence, Soul Retrieval and Spiritual Abundance Through Affirmations, Meditation, and Intuitive College. And of course, this was channeled by one of our favorite archangels, Metsaku. But she's also going to let us know what is her relationship with this angel. How is it that she came to be in contact with we ourselves and bring that connection with our uh, higher self and our souls to become channelers or just to receive those messages that we have been hoping for in a much divine and clear way. But let's bring Debbie to the show so she can tell us more about herself, about the center, about her book, about the workshop she's going to be doing, and more so. So, Debbie, thank you for being here, and welcome. Good morning, Claudia. Thank you for having me. I am just, I am tickled to be here, and um, I'm really uh, thankful for the opportunity to be able to share a little bit more about um how this process came about for me and um, bring some tools and some hope to people who are looking for some additional assist- assistance and support. So how did your, st- your story start, Debbie? Um, was it just one day you woke up and then you have these channelings or were you always this sensitive and you just didn't know how to name it or so let us tell tell the Debbie story okay so um it's very interesting because you know my life now as as a co-founder of Lighthouse Spiritual Center as you mentioned and I'm a Reiki master and an energy channel and I um speak light language and I'm an educator around light language 
and now an author and a recording artist too. I mean, these are things that I, they were not part of my life just, you know, a few short years ago, probably about three years ago. I um, had what you might consider just a very traditional, um, normal life. I was a single mom for a very long time. I was a caregiver for my mother for about eight or nine years as well. And I worked in the accounting field and, um, you know, was living my life in a way that, you know, I thought, you know, life isn't so bad. You know, I got it pretty good, um, even though I had my share of challenges. But I, um, and I had hints and inklings of uh, divine connection and awarenesses and understandings, um, but not to the depth um, that I do right now. And really what happened for me is uh, the dark night um, happened. Um, You know, we talk about the dark night of the soul, which can be, for many, a time of spiritual awakening. Sometimes we um, function from a place of um, needing to be shaken up a little bit, to pay attention to the signs that are in front of us and, um, and to realize that there is a larger force and a larger conversation happening. And the dark night for me was um, my best friend of 17 years uh, committed suicide. And I was recently newly married. And this was in 2011. And I, you know, spent a couple years basically in fight, fight mode and, and flight mode. I, um, I uh, was the executrix of her estate. And, and once we got that settled, my husband and I moved away from a community that I had been a part of for over 20 years. And <clears throat> moved to Florida, came back to North Carolina because we didn't like Florida, but counting job with me and so then I moved to Charlotte and um, it was at this point in time where I really the clouds of depression really began to take over for me um, not having community um, feeling very empty with um, where I spent my time in terms of my accounting work um, I just I realized that there was there was more to life I didn't know what it was I knew there was something bigger and deeper that I was here to bring and to do and to be. Um, but again, I didn't, I didn't know what that was. And I, um, I chose to pursue meditation. I had been, I have always been a, a voracious reader and um, had been picking up a lot of spiritual books that I was really drawn to at the time. And, and meditation was a tool that I hadn't explored already. So I um, began to integrate that into my daily practice. And through meditation and through collage or uh, journaling work at that point, before the collage part came in, I, I began to receive information and, and hear and see things. And um, that was all very powerful for me. Um, but at the same time, I was still very entrenched in um, my regular world. So I was still entrenched in an accounting job that I didn't like. I was still um, spending time in activities that didn't nourish me or fulfill me, didn't feel like they were the highest expressions of myself. And so I started seeking. Um, I, I took some training with the Inter- um, uh, Institute for the Psychology of Eating. 
and because I was interested in food and nourishment and higher quality um, experiences with food and, and why we have certain patterns around why we eat and how we eat. And, and then I took um, uh, a NIA training, which is a, a body movement kind of a training. I spent a week um, in a class there, which equated to about two years worth of therapy for me. <laughs> and then I um, sought soul collage training and became a facilitator for soul collage, which is um, a beautiful process. So I started amassing these tools and these experiences and trying to just figure out who I was with no real direction. I still didn't have any focus. I was still kind of, I don't want to say dabbling, but I was still reaching, right, and seeking. And as I continued to commit to the meditation practice, because it did definitely um, help me feel better, um, helped me feel more grounded, helped me feel more connected, helped give me um, focus and purpose on a daily basis that made sense to me. Um, I was guided to an actual uh, meditation, a guided meditation for um, prosperity. And I approached this uh, as actual um, a meditation around financial prosperity was where I mentally was with the process. And as I went through the process, I began to hear um, Metatron's voice. I mean, Metatron came, Metatron, huge, huge energy, big, big energy with, I see Metatron with like a, a flame sword, a sword of flame. And, and he came and started giving me these affirmations, which were affirmations around spiritual abundance, not financial abundance. And so I wrote them down, and and I was shown to now when I did the meditation with the affirmation and journaled with it, I was then guided to take the collage practice that I had learned through Soul Collage and sit with that right on the heels of the meditation. So it turned into a waking meditation. And I began to receive additional layers of understanding and information through the images that I collaged together. And, um, and then I was guided to do this for 40 days in a row. So part, part of what happened with that was, you know, creating enough space to be able to hear the inner voice. And, um, and I, was, I was, you know, changed. I was transformed because I was able then to, I learned how to listen I learned how to interpret, and I learned the language that spirit was using with me. So, <clears throat> excuse me. And ultimately what happened was this led me to a place of reunion with my divine inheritance and, and unlocking my potential. Um, and these are things that I didn't see, was completely blinded to um, prior to this experience. So, you know, what does meditation do? I and mean, some of the tools that, that are used in this book, in this process, there's meditation, there's affirmation, there are um, I am statements, there's journaling, and there's collage. So each of these things can be used um, by themselves, but when you combine them, um, they shift 
they, they shift and create a new experience. So meditation, you know, creates space where you can um, be quiet and you can actually hear your inner voice. Affirmations plant seeds, which are like little packets of thought energy. Um, I am statements, the I am teachings from St. Germain. The I am teachings, you know, the, the word am, am, is the primordial sound of om. It's, it's the sound that created the universe. And so when you um, utilize I am statements, you know, whatever you place after the words I am, that is what is you are, you are calling into existence for yourself. You're claiming it. What does journaling do? Journaling allows flow and um, opening and releasing. And so when we journal and we put pen to paper, we might begin writing what is just in the thought pattern. But as we begin to, like, open that faucet, other things begin to flow. So once you can release what's at the front end of that flow, then more continues to come behind it. And then collage. What does collage do? The collage um, assigns a visual um, with understanding in everyday life so we can recognize the symbols that are around us all the time. You know, spirit, God, the divine will always use a language that you're going to understand. Always, always, always. The connection is always there. So this process kind of helps some teach you what is that language that spirit is using with you. Terry, one of the things that you said, which I find very true, is that um, meditation with the affirmations starts a connection within you to find your words. I, I think that's that's one part that we all forget. And when we hear of people that having a connection with spirit, we always wonder, oh, why don't I have that connection? Why does the spirit don't talk to me? Why is it that only talks to that person or that other person and not to me? And mm-hmm. one thing that I saw with the, with your process is that it makes you Talk and listen. And I think that's the yeah. first part is that we do everything in our power in this society, everything in our power not to listen to our inner self, to our wisdom. And we have to create that space. Yes. You know, I, I equate it to... Um, um, when you want to establish a relationship with a new person, is that going to happen if you just sit and wait for them to call you or hope that they're going to call you? I mean, there's an active participation. Um, um, we have to um, create the conversation. We have to open the door to, to let the other, whoever the other is, whether it's God or intuition or um you know, Sally up the street, that we have to let them know that we're interested in having conversation and that we um, are interested in hearing what they have to say. And when we make time to be with a friend, to listen to a friend, we do. We have to create the space and we have to create that, that moment in time and that experience to be present with them. 
And it's no different in the conversation with spirit. And you know another thing that I was once told that, uh, and I have heard this many times with other people, in, is that spirit is always there waiting for us to call them. But one of the rules of, universal, of the universe is to come from earth first. You have to open it up for them to come in, or else they will not interfere in your lives, because that's our free will. So, again, what you said is perfect, is that if you just allow the time to connect, without even knowing what connect means, that makes the whole process open up. Yes, yes, we have to we have to create the space and the spaciousness not only physically through time allotment, but you know within our own our own experience and our own minds we we have to you know I'm back to the the, the friend equation. So you know if we want to have conversation with our friend, then we set set aside some time and we make a phone call and we we spend that time with. You know, focus on that, not necessarily knowing what the conversation is going to be or what's going to arise, but being open to what it is. Yeah, and and so, you know, what I, the process that Spirit took me through in this for 40 days was to make sure I understood that it is available to me every day. It is not something that is just like a one-hit wonder. I mean, it can be if that's what you want it to be, but it doesn't have to be. And that as long as I show up, God, Spirit, the Divine is going to show up too. And, you know, um, it was just a beautiful process of learning to to, um, attune myself to the subtleties of the language, you know, how God is going to speak to me, how my higher self is going to speak to me, how my intuition um, is going to present itself to me. And um, like I said, I I would not be where I am three years after this process. I would not be where I am had I not had this experience. I, I, you know, I can't say where I would be, but I, this is all a direct relation to to how I began to see myself, um, seeing myself through the eyes of the divine. So, you know, and it's it's going to be different for each person, and that's the beauty of it. We each have direct relationship with God, with spirit, with the divine, and um, no intermediaries are necessary. Now we we. Use intermediaries sometimes. Sometimes they help us get from point A to point B. But the depth of the relationship is um, developed by, you know, you stepping in and being in the relationship yourself. Now let's talk a little bit about those affirmations that were channeled to you by the channel by Angel Metatron. Yeah. Do you do you have any uh, idea why he chose those ten, or have you find any relationship between them? Why they had to be 
it had had to be said in an order or what? So, you know, what I understand, first of all, is that, you know, when the divine speaks, when um, and any form of the divine, and that can be my higher self, it can be an angel, it can be um, a saint, it can be a teacher, it can be a guru, it can be an avatar, it can be any archetype of, of the divine um, that is um, that I'm willing to receive from, and that is uh, any archetype of the divine that functions through um, the the voice of love. Okay. All all words have energy, and energy uh, creates um, resonance. With the resonance of these statements, they do a couple things. So they're attuning your vibration, your energetic vibration one, your intellectual vibration, your mental vibration. Um, back to truth and and um which is which is bringing you back to a wholeness of spirit the wholeness of god the wholeness that we are all one um and these these um these statements are intended to take us through um probably some difficult um challenging points because i mean i know for myself when i you know when some of these statements first came I was kind of like, wow, not even sure what that means. And then two, as I be, learned what the, some of the words meant um, and then began to say the affirmations for myself, there were times that, you know, I did struggle with um, the consciousness of what I was actually claiming for myself. Remember that I am is you're, you're claiming that, um, naming it for yourself. And... Um, so, you know, there, but there was, that was growth. That was an invitation for growth and healing around remembering who I am as um, an essence of God here in the physical body. Um, and it's, it's helped shift me um, a little more deeply out of uh, ego perspective and judgment and, um, and, and narrow thinking. Um, and not to say that I don't still struggle with that. I mean, of course I do. Um, but it, 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 uh, that's part of the intention behind these, these statements. Do you know what I have noticed, um, about me after doing meditations and this kind of work is that even though you react to things that usually make you react, you don't stay in that state of mind or troubled mind or drama mind as much right. as you did before. And actually, mm-hmm. there's a point where it happens and you stop and think. I, and I, Do you choose to continue with this or do you choose just to let it go? And it, it, I think that's, that's something that is a beauty. The time that you can have that awareness in your process where you can choose to be different. Yes, totally. It's um so we're activating our divine right, which is choice. Right? Mm-hmm. That's that's a gift that that we are given and that's the free will and it's um and and when we begin to remember who we are and um the creative energy or power that we have to manifest and create our own reality, um that 
happens when we exercise choice. And But all of that um, happens first when we are in a place of awareness, right? We have to have the awareness first that, one, we do have choice, and two, that we are currently making particular choices that are creating our current reality. And, um, I mean, that's, that's one of the, the gifts of um, you know, the spiritual journey and the, the growth and um, stepping into um, higher states of consciousness and in, in the various ways that we can do that. But it, um, it, yeah, it brings it right back home that, yes, you can choose on a daily basis um, once you have an awareness. Yeah. So, Betty, when people start the process, they will start with affirmations that go in a certain order. And these affirmations, just by saying them, in a way that you tell them to do, it ignites or it starts something within you that you're not even um, aware, completely aware that is going on at the moment that you're saying. And then after that happens, you journal your experience. And by journaling, what you were saying is that somehow we make manifest whatever is inside of you that is happening, even if we still don't know what it is. And then there's a part of where you're talking about the collage. We're doing some collages. Again, this is guided by our spirit self. It's something Mm -hmm. that just comes to you. And after those images work on you in ways that, again, we cannot put into words because we're talking about light, we're talking about senses, we're talking about feelings that are brought up by those images. And then we journal, (laughs) again, to make those things part of our awareness. What happens after? So, you know, um, what's what's kind of fun about the process is that you, you... when you're kind of making oracle cards for yourself, you know, um, which is uh, a fun way to continue to work with the material that you're now creating. But, but as I, um, you know, looked back at the 40 the day receiving like a requiem, I went back and looked and there was um, a, a shift in, a, in the trajectory of how I saw myself. Um, and that's the invitation for you is that, um, when you begin to um, allow the illumination, when you begin to allow spirit's um, way of communication to be received, um, when you allow that curiosity for yourself, um, you allow potential. You allow... Um, really the seeds of your own greatness um, to to present themselves to you, you begin to um, shift in a way that, because now you have different information, you now have, so it's kind of like, you know, if you have, um, if you have a friend who 
tells you you're the most amazing artist and you really need to publish and you really need to, you know, or do these different things, you know, you're, you're shifted and um, changed by someone's mm-hmm. belief in you and you're supported by that. This is, this is the same thing. You are, you are allowing relationship to develop with the voice of none higher than source. And when you do that, um, it makes it easier to begin to listen to and trust your own intuition, which is God's voice within you. And when we do that, we begin to make different choices. And um, I think it, it, it engenders hope. For me, it's um, uh, relit a spark of faith for me that I really had n- never felt completely in this lifetime. Um, and it helped me remember, it, you know, literally it pointed me in directions of um, past lives and experiences, uh, skills and, and parts of my essence that previously was not, like, available to me in, in, my, in my mind, in my consciousness. Is this how the life-centric came and the lighthouse-centric came to life? Um, no, well, actually, I mean, in meditation, uh, not necessarily in this process. I mean, it was probably after this process. I was shown that um, there would be uh, kind of a school and a, <laughs> a center like this. Um, uh, but it was this whole process, though, helped create um, confidence for me to step forward in. Um, realizing uh, that I was a spiritual being having a physical experience. That was a big shift for me because that was not an awareness that I had before this process. Um, it, uh, and it led me to um, actually having an event at my house where I was coming out of that spiritual closet and I invited the public and I had probably about 15 women come to my home and That's how I met Kendall. Um, She came to my house, and um, we became fast friends. It didn't didn't take long for us to to figure out that we had um, very similar dreams and focus. And, you know, so, you know, Lighthouse is a center for, it's a center for personal healing work and Mm -hmm. spiritual self-care and sacred practices, you know, that nourish mind and body and spirit and you know, there's lots of ways to interface with Lighthouse that um, that provide these experiences for you on lots of different levels, whether it's, you know, one-on-one work or fellowship or classes or, um, and the list goes on. There's, there's quite a few things. But um, it definitely, I mean, Lighthouse, I would not be a part of Lighthouse. Kendall and I would not have done Lighthouse together um, had I not been through this process or, you know, maybe, maybe God would have um, realigned our paths to, to intersect another way. But um, in looking at where I was when this process started and then where I was when this process ended, you know, it definitely was significant for me. So, you know, something I want to say is that, um, you know, ancestrally, I'm shifting gears here a little bit on you, Claudia, is that, um, 
ancestrally, you know, there's a long-held belief in Western consciousness that um, growth must come with a cost. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about a cost of pain and suffering and adversity. But the biggest gift or the biggest invitation um, that I learned through this work was that um, that it's possible to grow in a subtle and loving way. Um, you know, even though the signs and the invitations were always there, I personally needed pain to make me wake up, right? So I, I, that was part of the lesson that I chose, and that's, that's what I needed to, to wake me up and put me on this path. But this, this particular process is one tool of many, but it is a way for people to continue their spiritual journey and learn more about themselves in a more loving way without it um, taking you through a place of pain. It can take you through a place of beauty instead. And, um, you know, when we heal something for ourselves or we uh, self-actualize, when we actualize who we are here to be, then we we heal it backwards and forwards, right, ancestrally, you know, and it's, so it's... um. So in doing this process and in remembering more deeply who you are and why you're here, um, and this is only a job that you can do for yourself. You know, there's no intuitive out there who can say to you, this is why you're here and this is exactly how you're supposed to do it. Um, What happens truly is that it's our job to choose to remember who we are. And when we do that, then it's, much easier to understand what it is we're here to do or how we're supposed to be. And I think that's, you know, the biggest pain point, at least it was for me, and I know it is for a lot of people that I talk to, you know, here at Lighthouse, is that that pain point of um, feeling lost, feeling um, like there's more to life than this, feeling like just tell me what to do and I'll do it because I know there's more, but I don't know how to figure it out. Um, And it takes it takes us being in relationship with ourselves, with our God voice, the inner voice, with our intuition. It requires that. Um, you know, this is a deep process in understanding who you are from a spiritual perspective, from a higher perspective, and the allness of you. Um, and so, it's, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful um, way to get to know yourself better even if you don't have, like, a purposeful end result in mind. And, and you know another thing about um, the process, the book, which is called Blossoming Your True Essence, and I want uh, to know, Debbie, how can people get to this book? But the beauty of the book is that you don't need anybody to guide you. It's there. It's very simple. And it has everything yeah. people need to go from one point to the other if you choose to do so. But if you're listening to this and we know who you are, it's because you're ready and, and, and you can just use this information. So, Debbie, how can they get to your to you and your book? So um, the book right now is available at Lighthouse Spiritual, Spiritual Center in Mooresville. So if you're in the Lake Norman or Charlotte or North Carolina area, we have it for sale here. So it's on Amazon, and um, I authored the book under my spiritual name, and I'll 
I'm glad you brought that up at the beginning of the, the show, Claudia. I'll explain what Dhamma is. But the book is under my spiritual name, Dhamma, and that's D-A-M-M-A-H. And, um, and uh, what was I going to say? Um, it, uh, I they totally can get it track. at lighthousespiritualcenter.com, but also we're going to talk now about them and your spiritual name. Yeah, so, you know, so as this um, as this process unfolded and um, then we opened Lighthouse and I was uh, uh, shifted my, my vocation from accounting into being a Reiki practitioner and an energy practitioner and um, light language um, was reactivated for me. And I actually spoke it as a child, but it was reactivated for me after all this happened. And um, in sitting a couple, well, I guess about a year, year and a half ago now, um, I heard, and again, this is a meditation, I was, I was given the name. So the name Dhamma at the time, um, in my understanding, was that it meant um, the Ama essence of Debbie. So Ama is a, is a mothering essence. You know, it's a divine feminine essence. Um, and so I very clearly heard it and, you know, there was a bit of a struggle in trying to figure out, well, how do I, how do I integrate that into, um, my identity and my public identity and things like that. And, um, but it is definitely, uh, it's not a title. It's, it's my spiritual name. And so, um, I have, um, a YouTube channel that's built around this where I share light language and I have a, um, a personal website called dhamma.us where I share light language and um, channeling translation um, that I receive through the light language and the, those are councils of light teachings and Christ consciousness teachings that come through and, um, and then of course all my one-on-one work happens through Lighthouse um, spiritual center, but the the taking of a spiritual name really was another shift for me in um, accepting and uh, the commitment, the commitment in my shift of who I am and why I'm here. So, you know, each person's process. You know, if you were to do the the process in the book, I mean, each person's process is going to take them to a different place. We're all here to bring something a little bit different, a different um, stream or energy of God's love, God's essence. You know, we each have a different flavor or flair for how we're supposed to do that. And mine just happened to shift into um, spiritual community and um, spiritual healing work and teaching. Um, yeah, did I answer your question? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. So, Dam, um, Dama is your spiritual name. And from what I understand, Debbie, is that when you are given a spiritual name, at that moment for you, it feels like a privilege. Like, oh, God, I, 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 this is something, a gift. But at the same time, when a name like that comes to you, it is like so big 
that you don't know how to use it. You don't know if, because it feels like egotistical in this world to have an, a spiritual name. But at the same time, once he, we all understand that we are all divine, there's really, there's no difference. Mm-hmm. And that's when you acknowledge that name as yours. And it doesn't feel mm-hmm. alien anymore. So yes. you are Dana, and you are a, a channel of light language. And my understanding, and I might be wrong, but my understanding is these light language channels comes from another planet many times. Have you identified where are where, your starseed shaman from where? So I um, am from Mintaka, which is a star mm-hmm. in Orion's belt. And um, the light language that I speak, and when I talk about light language, I talk about how I um, kind of through direct revelation, you know, how the divine downloads inform, you know, my meditations and receivings inform what I understand my light language is. <laughs> so my light language actually um, is represented in five different systems. So um, Arcturus and Pleiades and Sirius and Vega and Mintaka. Is that five? Yeah, that's five. And... Um, the sounds that come through my channel are Hebrew. These are the bass sounds. They're Hebrew. They're Sanskrit. There is um, ancient Egyptian. It's Chinese. And there's Tibetan sounds. Now, there are different dialects of light language out there. There are some uh, dialects that are specifically of the Pleiades and nothing else. It's Pleiadian language. Mm-hmm. And there are some that is just Syrian um, how I understand my channel, it's a reunification of the tongues of God. So the seed sounds or seed syllables of um, the Creator are unified. And when um, I speak the tones, they're strung together like pearls and they come out as a full language. So the next thing I understand about it is that I I speak the language. I'm not channeling the language. I actually speak it. I'm a native speaker. Um, And that's, we all can speak light language. It's just activated in some, not in others yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But what's happening, what I'm actually channeling is energy. And the energy or the frequency of what I'm channeling is um, a frequency or a vibration of love. So what happens when the language is spoken, it actually opens up a portal or a gateway or a door between this realm and um, the realm, I'm going to call it, where uh, the agents of the divine are or the archetypes of the divine are. And this is, this is a place where angels and ascended masters and teachers and avatars and saints and um, all that uh, energy where they are, and these are all um, archetypes of the divine that function, of course, through and on and of the energy of love. So, um, so this is why when people um, hear the light language or are in the presence of the light language, and I share this in a couple experiences. One is on my YouTube channel, um, there's thing, uh, I have something out there called Daily Darshans, which are 
20-minute light language meditation. Um, I, I have an in-person experience that I actually travel around to different locations, different communities, and that's called Sound Darshan. It's a meditative group experience with light language. And, of course, the light language meditations are, um, there are some recordings that um, are part of the book um, that were recorded to support the process in the book. But the, um, this is why when each person receiving the light language can um, feel or see or hear um, an essence of the divine. And usually it's going to show up for each individual person in terms of how they um, identify the divine. You know, some of us, you know, see would see an angel. Some of us might hear or see a saint or, you know, the Buddha, Jesus, Krishna. It just depends on um, where your faith perspective comes from, whether it's this lifetime or another. Because that's another big part of this um, this book and this process is realizing that you are more than just who you are right here in the body right now. You are a soul. And the self is whole is the soul. And when you are whole, you are allowing back into your awareness and into your consciousness um, the all that you are, all the beautiful aspects and experiences that you have had across all dimensions and planes of existence. Um, and as you begin to bring those things online and, and um, remember or put them back together, um, you can feel the full vibration of your essence or the fuller vibration of your essence. Um, and that just it, it feels so incredible to um, remember more aspects of who you are. Um, so the light language, um, I understand through my channel, is um, very specifically for heart light activation. You know, when we activate the heart light, the heart is your beacon to God. It's your beacon to source. It's your beacon to the divine. And your heart is um, your per, your receiver. So it's it's like a like a radio. It's a receiver for a frequency. And it receives the frequency of love. It hears it very clearly, and it mm-hmm. knows it without a doubt. And when we begin to activate the heart light, then we activate the third eye, which is the perceiver. It then puts um, idea and imagery and form around the sensation and the feeling that, um, and the essence that you have received through the heart. And so that allows you to perceive truth and higher consciousness. So um, it's it's sound healing, it's energy healing, it's activation, it's um, attunement. There are a lot of words we can put around this. It's an empowerment. Um, different cultures and different um, ways of uh, spiritual teachings have different names for it. Um, mm-hmm. for what happens when we activate the energy body in different ways. Um, but that's that's the long explanation. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and the short explanation for me is it's just the bypass of the mind. It's like with that, you are lo- it's like a bridge that connects your heart with your third eye and the divine in instant. 
differently. Because you're not worried about the words and what they make sense or not. It's just the sounds and how it feels and vibrates in your aura. Yes, exactly. You know, when we can, when we can, um, yeah, that's one of the beauties of it is that your brain is not engaged. Mm-hmm. So then you, you have to experience it through that vibration of the body and through the sound, right? And you have to, you have to experience it that way. So it's interesting, you know, when we, um, when we shut down or dull one of our senses. So if you were to like close your eyes and listen to something, you're going to hear it differently than when your eyes are open and engaged at the same time. So similar process when you, when the brain isn't engaged, then it heightens the other senses. So again, there are specific language light meditations that are um, linked to each one of the affirmations of her book, Blossoming Your True Essence, Vaitana. And you can find it on her website, babychillhome.com or lighthousespiritualcenter.com. And, Debbie, we have 10 more minutes. I don't know if we have missed more information, but I was uh, just, uh, this idea just came through of using this time to share with the world your light language and maybe make an invitation for people to try it out and find you for more information on the process. Okay. Sure, we can do that. Um, Unless you have something else that you feel has to be shared. No, I think we I think we covered everything. So let's just I'm gonna ask everyone listening to just take a deep breath. Breathing in deeply and gently. Allowing your body to quiet. And allowing your heart to open and closing your eyes. Receive this as a blessing. Hey, Ayala 
So just take a deep breath, breathing in and allowing these sounds to integrate into your cellular structure, into your energy. Thank you, Patty, for that. You're welcome. You're welcome. So let me ask you a question. When you are saying these words, does that work like when you're talking that you're putting um, a, a concept to a word or is it you don't even know or you do know what you're saying? So there is... Um, not one specific translation, like a word-for-word translation Mm -hmm. um, for when I speak the light language because it's an energetic. So, but what happens, though, is that um, depending on, you know, energetically where you are in being open and being able to hear and, and see this conversation or hear this conversation, um, Different people can receive instruction um, and what they consider a translation or call a translation, but there can be five people in a room receiving and hearing, and they can all receive something different. So and this is where my, uh, yeah, my channeling, my, my blog is populated from how I understand what comes through when I'm, when I am recording the daily darshans. So, what happens is I feel like I'm speaking the light language out of the left side of my face and my left ear closes down and the right side of me, my eye is active and my hand is active and my ear is active and I'm writing and receiving and hearing in English as I'm still speaking light language. And because what's happened is that this stream of energy has been opened that now I can hear and connect and receive. So that connection, that bridge has been has been activated or opened for me in that process too. Wow. Can you mention so, again um, for people if they want to listen to your YouTube, um, how can they get there? Yeah, so um, the YouTube channel is called Dhamma Debbie Chisholm, and Dhamma is D A M M A H, Dhamma Debbie Chisholm. That's the YouTube channel. I also have a website where my blog is posted and that is either at debbiechisholm.com or dhamma.us 
And, um, of course, my one-on-one services can be found on lighthousespiritualcenter.com. I utilize uh, light language in uh, my master energy healing sessions with clients. And um, I'm also right now in the process of uh, a divine dialogue light language program with some students that um, the next section will be offered again in the fall where we are taking a deeper dive, a nine-week dive with daily work with light language and, um, and experiencing the activations in a very deep way. So um, if you have any questions, um, I would love your email. I am at debbie at lighthousespiritualcenter.com, or you can call us at the center. I would love to talk uh, more with you about light language or any other way that I can be in service um, with you and where you are in your journey. And can you also share with, with the listeners the workshop that you're going to do on the process that we have been talking about? Yes, thank you for the reminder. So <laughs> April 7th, it's a Sunday, and from 2 to 4 in the afternoon here at Lighthouse Spiritual Center in Mooresville, um, I'm going to be uh, leading a workshop around the process in this book. And um, there's a link for that on the Lighthouse Spiritual Center's uh, Facebook page for this event. And, um, and the ticket price includes a copy of the book, as well as all your supplies. Yeah. Well, thank you. I think we have covered everything. So, Debbie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing this information. And we will be talking again for to bring you back as soon as you have more goodies for the listeners. Wonderful, Claudia. Thank you so much um, for giving me the opportunity to share with your listeners. And um, I always enjoy speaking with you. Thank you so much. Me too. Thank you. And have a wonderful week. Okay. You too. Bye-bye.